Hi guys, another week of YBO. You're now listening to WXRWP Milwaukee on 104.1 FM and on riverwestradio.com everywhere. Now you can also listen by telling your smart speaker to play Riverwest Radio. Another week guys, what's this, 40, 44, 43? Um, 43 oh. I think. Oh, I'm off. I say 44. 44, I'm sorry, 44. Oh, that's right. <laughs> so come on, let me know. 44. <laughs> 44 weeks. Does right. it feel like that? Because what's no. this, July, we started in August of last year. Yeah, sounds uh, whew, almost there. Yeah, yeah, it's been a long time. Um, as always, our website is ybopodcastmke.com. You can find all information about us there. And as always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B E R R A. Four Y's. That's Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. I'm Lassie at Lola Baby B A Y B E E on Snapchat and on Instagram and Twitter at La Crim Lola. And I'm sick, so don't mind. Finn, you sound a little crunchy over there. Yeah. <laughs> Mwanje came here with a sore throat. I'm finna move by Mwanje. Ew. Pat him on his I back. I about you when you sent us a nasty video. Right. I was sorry. at home. So mm. I couldn't miss it. I couldn't miss. Ew. Oh, I guess the thing was for me to go live on Twitter, yeah. right? Dis, uh, disinfect your throat here. Take one oh, of these wipes. introduce yourself. It's your boy Mwanje. I didn't get to throw in. It's yeah. your boy Mwanje. It's M W A N J E. You can follow me on all uh, social media platforms. Mwanje. You got it for leopard. I'm not sick. <laughs> anyway, uh, in as always, way. we want to thank our <laughs> listeners for the love and Can't tuning in to us on the radio and our uh, podcast, them. which is separate from the radio <laughs> as well, too. Um, speaking of our podcast, Lassie, you want to tell them where they can find it? Find the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Speaker, and do not forget YouTube. We got a full video up for our recent episode 81, Tanya Nicole. <laughs> I love you more. <laughs> uh, anybody, Wanda, you want to recap 81? Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you're cute. He's so be at it. Yeah. You're cute. I uh, to be able to look like Monique. <laughs> <laughs> Brother Mwanje. Brother Mwanje. You're that you. man from, uh, what's the movie? <laughs> I love us for real. her husband. All right. Um, 81. 81. Episode 81. Young Black and <laughs> talked a little bit about uh the milwaukee bucks arena um having a chick-fil-a in the uh arena i think my mic, mic is going in. uh it is a, too Go ahead. yeah that's weird uh chick-fil-a coming into the arena um we talked about uh we actually got a phone call from our fairy godmother liz uh she talked about fairy godmother you gotta say god mother and she talked about how <laughs> i gonna say god uh, I said it, didn't I? Uh, um, nah. About it uh, being excited <coughs> coming to the arena. Uh, we also talked about uh, which show will we eliminate from our question of the week. That's YBO, either Cosby Show or Martin. Um, we kind of split down the middle. Uh, two, four, Martin. It's one, three of four. us. Ain't no middle. Oh, yeah. Well, Martin had to go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we talked a little bit about LeBron opening a school. 
Um, and then with that being said, also too, we talked about unpaid internships. Um, should that happen? Should we keep going on with that? Talked a little bit about the Purge movie and how uh, some of our neighborhoods are being purged uh, indirectly. Um, what neighborhoods? The, the, you know, the black I live by the lake. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 we talked about boot up. We said we should leave it alone, especially Quavo and uh, what's Olenica. her name? And Olenica. Uh, Nicki Minaj. Uh, then we got into a little bit of Will Smith dropping knowledge about marriage. And we ended our show with the Empowerment of the Week question of the, or, uh, the Anon. And, um, and then uh, quote of the week as well. Too. Shout so, out to Business Boy. Yeah, shout out to Business Boy. Um, Did he follow y'all? Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he did. We tweeted the um, blessings. He so, acknowledged us. Mm-hmm. So that's um, all that matters. If you he haven't checked out episode eighty-one, check it out. It's a great episode. So always um, drop every Monday. Yeah. <laughs> um, as always, again, we like to thank our listeners on the radio and on our podcast. If you haven't listened to us on our podcast, definitely tune into that. Uh, it'll be a great yeah. asset to your day or week. Um, just a shout out real quick to some of our cities that tune into us. Of course, our lovely Milwaukee. Waukesha actually popped up, guys. Okay. Uh, Chicago, Austin, Texas, Houston, Sarasota, Florida, Minneapolis, Charlotte, uh, Lewisham, United Kingdom, Tucson, Arizona. Um, and I'll just try to drop some other little out-of-country places. Lisbon, Portugal, Paris, France, Sando, South Africa, and Sydney, Australia. Um, yeah, so shout out to everybody for tuning in and let's jump right into some of the stuff that we have going on here. I'm assuming this is Lassie. Nope, uh-uh. you're wrong. Uh-uh. Uh, no, I, I just came across this, um, this Twitter uh, joint. I normally don't. I scroll through Twitter and I really don't pay attention to I probably stuff. retweeted it, though. Um, I, well, I don't know. You usually put stuff like that. So. I don't know. But well, I thought it was just dope that um, this woman kind of uh, detailed her journey in finding her biological family. <laughs> And um, just real quick, she just uh, she knew that she had a Thai mother and a black uh, father. She was um, given away at birth and um, she was always looking to find her biological family. And she would always tell her friends that I'm going to find my family. If it's not this year, it's going to be the next. But I'm going to definitely find them, find them. Um, So then one day she get this uh, she get this message from Ancestry.com. And um, the guy started asking questions like, were you born in South Carolina? August, and yada, yada. she's like, yeah, mm-hmm, and he's like, yeah, I'm your brother, and uh, you got, uh, you're the youngest of, uh, oh, you're the third of the four youngest, so, uh, it was just interesting, it was just interesting to see how it this all detailed out, they all met each other, and when your families, your family, you said this, you share the same mannerisms, yeah, you share the same mannerisms, and you also just, you don't even have to be. You don't even have to be in the same vicinity of your family, and it just just so happened that it just so happened that uh, you know they all decided to find them. Find she eventually found her mother, and um, and she had a, a tattoo, I believe, on her ankle or, or somewhere, and it basically uh, said her name is Abrina, and uh, she was like, "I know I gave you up when I was younger, but sorry, um, all <laughs> Uh, she said her name's Abrina. Uh, I looked at the video. That I was, heard Abrina, but okay. Uh, Either way, all right. Well, uh, come on. And um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. So I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good little post, and uh, it was dope. I ain't gonna lie. I almost teared up because it was so beautiful. You know, it's crazy that you know these people that you never met in your life, and then you finally meet them, and 
they just they welcomed her she welcomed them even mm. their mom she cried a little bit but you know she was very welcoming to her as well um so you know it was just a beautiful thing um i don't know how old she is she looks to be probably mid-20s um <clears throat> i mean she old enough to drink because her siblings was like we're going to the liquor store so um mm. but um it was it was really really a really nice um a nice post honestly you know i like the little thread and she said that she could tell from being around her siblings and her mom that she gets a lot of mannerisms, a lot of her mannerisms from them. So I think that's cool. Yeah, her adopt, 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 adopted mom, mom uh, died at a. Uh, when she was 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they showed a picture of her mom in the 90s. I don't know if you got a chance to look recently. But <laughs> I did. Yeah. Yeah. No, I haven't really been on Twitter like yeah, that lately. She, she was out there, boy. She was like, I see why. Mama mm-hmm. got kids. <laughs> Do y'all think that's true? Like when they say, even if you don't know your family or whatever, you get like the mannerisms from them? Yeah. I think I saw something else that said the same exact thing. Like uh, they, you know, didn't see their family or they met up with some family or learned about some new family. And the way they act and talked and and move is just all the same. So it's it's interesting. Um, I think I heard that with twins, too, when you hear those little adoption stories Mm. or um, stories like that. Like, oh, yeah, I do this. You do this, too. So. Yeah, this um real quick before we move along. There's a um I like to watch movie trailers on the trailer app on iPhone. Um and there's a movie coming out. Um I think it's like a it's a movie about like these triplets finding out that they're triplets. They were all separated at birth and somehow brought together. Um one of the one of the brothers you know, he goes to college and they're like, hey, Dave, hey, how you doing? You know, what Dave. classes do you got? And he's like, I'm not Dave, I'm Eric. So they was like, oh, you have a twin. So then they get recognized and they're on TV and all this stuff. And then um, there's another guy who's out there in the world and he's like, whoa, I think those are my brothers. So they find out that they're all triplets. And then it comes out also that the hospital didn't tell their parents that they had, um, that she had triplets, you know, so... I think it'll be an interesting story, but they definitely were like, we have, we all act alike, we're completely the same, blah, blah, blah. I thought it was pretty cool. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't catch that, but um, interesting to hear from you guys. Um, all right. I'm assuming this is Moanje. Yeah, it's assuming it's me. <laughs> because you're talking about black male and males and black stressors. <laughs> Like come on, so I don't start coughing. Come on, come on. It's assuming. Anyway, take 10 years. Uh, the five stressors Hilarious. for black men. So I got this off of Tristan Walker. Them. Next, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, Tristan Walker. Can I speak? No, go ahead. <laughs> so silly. Uh, the five stressors for black men. Reclaiming, uh, reclaimingstrength.com. Got this off of Tristan Walker's. Uh, uh, page on IG, um, Tristan Walker. He is the founder of the Bevel brand, and he talked about and he found this article, and I thought it was unique. A couple of my um, homies they shared it with us too. So it's a little post, and it says, "Untreated mental health disorders and unmanaged stress are silent killers of black men. Adult blacks are 20% more likely to experience serious mental health problems compared to the general population. Only 6.6 of black men use mental health services in the last year." Constant exposure to stressors over a prolonged period of time contribute to chronic health conditions and uh, exasperate, exasperate, I think exasperate, exasperate, here you go, Uh, (laughs) mental illness. So here are the five uh, sources of stress among among black men. 
uh, money and finances, um, and it <coughs> says both under the title, lack of economic opportunity and the inability to make ends meet, race and racism, job and careers, difficulties with finding, keeping, and succeeding at a job or career, uh, relationship and family, struggles of relationship with significant others, spouses or other family members, and children, and finally health and illness, um, adverse health from lack of good diet, exercise, and chronic disease. Um I just I just wanted to pull this out because you know I mean a lot of these things is me being a black man are things that I think about um, just balancing all five of these things it can be very difficult um, especially in the world politically when things are just beaming down at you and you're just trying to make your ends meet waking up going to work every day um, trying to figure out what your career is and um, balancing out I actually went to, started going into the gym I actually started Sunday back started back sunday and um so yeah just balancing all these things i thought this was a a, a timely article so do you post. think any of these stressors relate to you uh yeah i mean all five i mean all five i mean i'm not in a relationship but i you know i have relationships with you all i have relationships with yeah, relationships other people. don't have to be romantic all right yeah, friendships yeah, are relationships so who's stressing you out I'm not saying stress, but I'm saying I, I who? have no, multiple who? relationships. <laughs> uh, you. So keep me out of it. You must. Uh, I don't talk to you. I don't talk to you on the radio. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> See you twice a week. Um, stress. Too, too much. Jesus. Hard to be hurt. Itch. Um, he ain't messing up my heart. <laughs> right. Um, jobs and career. Just figuring out what's what's next in my life, where do I need to go, money or the lack thereof. Um, and just being a black man in America. Uh, I know Charlamagne talks about it a lot that, you know, Mm. Even though you're not in war or you're not going through something traumatic, but just the fact that you know, by just being a black man in America, um, so that's that's stressful enough. Just turning on the news and seeing you know someone that looks like me dying or getting killed—that's stressful. Um, so, you know, I just thought it was a great timely article. And I, I didn't even see the article. I saw uh, the post. picture on um, Facebook. Um, and I saved it because I wanted to show it to my boyfriend and ask him, you know, what he thought about it. So it's mm-hmm. interesting. I think um, men should definitely take their health more serious because, you know, I think a lot of a lot of people in general just be like, it can't be me. It can't happen to me. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have this. I can't be that. I'm not depressed. You never really know. You could be and you don't know. Um and that's because you think that something is one thing instead of knowing what it really is. So, I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah, I feel that. Um, although we're targeting black men here, too, I think this actually can't target anybody. Right. Um, but I think just specific things, too, um, like race and racism, jobs and careers, uh, especially health and illness, too. Um, I think that definitely does hit home with black men as well, too. It reminds me of um, the show Love Is, too, because the guy didn't have mm. any money or job. Um, can't really recall any race or racism issues, but we're right at the beginning, so we don't really know if that's going to pop up. Right. Obviously, jobs and careers, relationships, um, his mom and his ex, that's his roommate, and who knows how his health is because he was wearing the same underwear. So, um, <laughs> so, so yeah, like I can see how that could be an issue, but interesting, it's interesting topics. So. And like I said, the, I think the, the, the fact here that 6.6 out of the, th- I believe, with 13% population. I don't know what, what data they use, but 6.6 uh, black men use mental health services last year. Um, good. I'm assuming. Well, good. Happy. Happy for that. Yeah. But, I, you know, but yeah. it says, but uh, 20% more likely to 
um, experience serious health, mental health issues. So um, comparing with those numbers, it definitely should be up. At least, I could see at least 10%, which would be at the 50 of the 20. But um, I don't know. I, and, there, and there is a little stigma. Um, I've been thinking about maybe going to see a um, <coughs> therapist or some type of health just to experience it and, and see if it's for me. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, I never. Right. I never even. I, th- I think it's. I think it's an interesting concept because we're in an era now where more black people in general and then black men are trying to go that route in terms right. of therapy. Like uh, I was talking to somebody the other day and I was mentioning, um, like I said, Flaw Seven Hundred. I haven't listened to him in a while, but I remember maybe a month ago I was listening and he was he sounded very excited about going to therapy and talking about what he talked about and he was like I don't even know if I was supposed to be saying this uh, but he's like funny. this is business no, it's it's just, it's just <laughs> see that he's interested in you know learning more about his past and how that affects right. him now and then you got Charlamagne coming out with his book in a couple months um, so yeah I just think it's something that people are using as a resource and I think it's great so yeah. I agree yeah um, yeah, millennials being blamed for everything. What's new? So, um, <laughs> before I get into this, do y'all cook a lot at home? Yeah, depends. But yeah. I do. Do you eat a lot of home cooked meals? Yeah. Most times. Uh, sometimes. It depends. I'll have my stretches where I do and then I don't. Okay. Looks have something to do. do you have any food apps on your phone? Food apps? Yeah. Mm, mm, not really. So. Uber Eats. Um, no, I don't have that. Have Eat Uber Street. Eats, yeah. Don't have that. I don't even use Uber Eats. I never use Uber Eats. Buffalo Wild Wings, Noodles no. and Company. I used to no. eat that last year, no. I oh, eat that ta- every once in a while. Oh, you're talking about just like the, from different companies? Yeah. No. I only do it, like I never really use specific apps, but like I'll have Noodles and Company every once in a while and mm. go to their website or BW3s I used to eat like all the time last year. I stopped that. It made me fat. But other than that, no. I okay. actually, I think I do cook more than I go out or go to my mom's house and eat for free. Hello. Yeah. Nice. Um, so, I didn't read the article because I was like, mm, I'm going to stop it right there. Um, but the title of this Forbes article says, Millennials are ordering more food delivery. Could this kill home-cooked meals in kitchens? And I'm like, why is it always placed on us? And somebody um, responded to the tweet, um, the article, and said, we don't have time to cook because we're all working multiple jobs to stay <laughs> afloat in this economy y'all created. And I'm just like, you know, I think more often than not, I do cook. I have mm-hmm. my spurts, our camera on it, gangster lean. I, I cook more th- more often than not, but at the same time. <laughs> it's on the core, just like you sitting on the core. Oh, ahead. man. But at the same time, like, sometimes you be tired. You know, if you work 1 to 10, you're yeah. tired when you get off. You don't want to cook. Or, you know, even when I was working 10 to 7, I you was. at 1 to 10, though. Oof, when I was working 10 to 7, I was like, ooh, you know, there were a couple of days early in, you know, that shift that I wasn't even eating dinner because I was Don't so. Even sound fun. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I just thought that that was inter- interesting because, you know, we've seen the articles, whatever, like, millennials aren't. Um, millennials not buying napkins no more. Millennials not doing, like, really right. napkins. And that's why I'm like, why are napkins we getting don't... blamed for it? I mean, I know no, that they're do. looking at stats, but then you got things like. How we talked about online shopping and department stores closing and you ruined it. So um, <laughs> I mean, we are. I feel like millennials are always on the go, so it yeah. makes it easier for us that we can go on a website. I mean, I don't right. know how I feel about the a- Amazon delivery stuff, but that's that's just because I haven't tried it. You know? Yeah. But see, just like we always talk about with technology, everything has to move move with time. Right. So because 
back in 1968 i'm sorry there wasn't amazon prime right things like that you know the, it is what it is Drive through grocery yeah. we talk right we talk about this all the time with like i said i think i brought this up a couple months mm-hmm. ago or millennials weren't buying napkins or millennials weren't going out to eat it was just like if i can eat at my mama's house for free leave me alone like <laughs> i don't know but i just think it's a change of time yes obviously yeah, the economy crashed about 10 years ago and that wasn't our fault because we were what about 16 <laughs> right um in the housing market crashed and yeah and we're one of those build-up generations we're trying to change things and shift shift life for us so leave us alone yeah i agree i totally agree i thought it was funny yeah interesting um i seen i came across this article and i thought it was very interesting um i'll just read the title of it it's gun violence in madison behind flashes of violence lie histories of unaddressed trauma i just want to ask you guys off top like what do you guys when you think of madison wisconsin like what do you associate it with the capital uw madison okay do you think of like crime and violence and things like that i think um very college very urban still kind of rural um do i think of violence so I, I think a little bit only because my boyfriend said he lived there in his younger years and he said he lived in the ghetto so <laughs> <laughs> see before like obviously like you say uw madison that's what i initially think of and i went out there multiple times during undergrad but all i really probably saw was just the school right and then when i started working out there like where my job is is on the south side so when you talk to certain people they're like all oh, the black people live on the south side and i definitely saw that and that's I was what like, my boyfriend oh, said <laughs> so um this article basically just kind of targeted just how um gun violence and everything is now becoming an issue in Madison, especially with young boys or just teens or just young people. Um, But it's interesting that they're targeting um, more so trauma that comes with why people do the crimes. So I know, I think we talked about this before too. And I think um, last episode, last year, I think Mm -hmm. Mwanja asked you like something about somebody stealing your car. Right. Like, would you want him to get time? And then I think we kind of brought up, well, what's his history in terms of doing these crimes and things like that. Um, so I'm just going to read this piece. It says responsibility for violence is unequivocal. It lies with the person who pulled the trigger, obviously. But then it says, but that impulsive decision often follows a childhood exposed to poverty, hunger, neglect, a missing or incarcerated parent, eviction, substance abuse, or mental illness and racism. So I just want to kind of just talk about or ask you guys, like, what your thoughts on, like, so I guess the moral of the article is that obviously different associations different businesses are trying to do things to help but they're saying like the dane county which is the county madison is in and um just the madison police department and things like that they're trying to i guess give people a chance in a sense um i guess they recognize the trend in gun violence and things like that so they're trying to like say hey we can help you or put you in jail so they're i guess Hmm. from the article they're trying to follow like other um cities where they're actually doing that um i really haven't heard of any city really doing that but i think that's an interesting approach to try to help it um, as you were reading, it definitely sounds true. Like all of those factors that they're saying play into the decisions that some of these teenagers make. I mean, I would even say that that's prevalent for Milwaukee. Like, definitely, um, definitely. You know, you got these kids that they're, you know, either their mom is always working and there's no dad in the home, and they're just, you know, they're trying to help, quote unquote, help their mom you know, by bringing money in or bringing food in or, you know, trying to help her in some way. So they're they're ending up doing things that they shouldn't be doing, period. Or, you know, they're hanging around people who think, you know, who they think is trying to help them and put them in a better position when it's really putting them in a not so great position because you got these quote unquote OGs Mm -hmm. having these kids out here do all this stuff. And it's like, 
you don't understand what they're going through or you know some households these kids are growing up seeing their parents argue i seen um earlier today um this lady she's holding a two-year-old mm-hmm. yelling at someone in a car and like it's just insane i'm like you have a baby on your hip like yeah. you know you you think that kids don't remember this kind of stuff but sometimes they do so yeah. i think if they're if they're at a point where they're like trying to help and these kids really really want to you know move in the right direction they should take it um but the fact that they're even trying to figure out, you know, what's causing them to do these things, I find that very interesting. And like you said, I haven't heard of any cities trying to do that. But um, if they are, I think that's interesting. Wani? Um, I think it's uh, it's good. I, I, I'm recalling um, I Meek Mill's, uh, Meek Mill's uh, interview with The Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. He was talking about how he got that one PO officer that you know he didn't tell her that he was um addicted to pills or or addicted yeah, to drugs and then got true. the one PO officer said what you want to do you want some help and he like and immediately that helped him out a little bit better then i'm also brought to today I, as i was driving home or driving to my grandmother's house um i listened to the red table talk and they had august alcina will's sister mm-hmm. and then the mom and they were talking about addiction and how august alcina met up um, went to the concert to see uh, um, Jaden and Willow. Jaden and Willow um, perform, and he met Jada, and he was like, "I need help," <laughs> and yeah. they and they reached out and helped him, and now he's I, I, I didn't like I, said, I didn't finish it, but he's getting clean. Um, yeah, it's funny I didn't finish it either. And they, now they're and now the sister, Will's sister's in the midst of changing her life. She I think she's still addicted to marijuana, but um, sometimes people just need help, and they don't know how to ask for help. So right. what they do is they lash out. They steal cars they gangbang they do all this type of stuff it's just an indirect way of of saying i need help um and and some people are pure evil you just gotta kind of weep between those people so my madison giving those kids those opportunities to say hey we i need help um that you know that sometimes they just can't get it from where they are and they don't have the resources and i think that's a great opportunity and um and then you bring in productive members back into society so by them getting the help now they can reach out back to the other kids or other people and say, "Hey, I got this help. Come on, let me let me help you out too." So hopefully that's the chain that'll happen or occur. Yeah, they mentioned uh, it was a young guy here. I'm not going to mention his name, but I think he got in some trouble and then he's now um, in jail. But he's actually in school um, trying to get his GED. And then he said go. he wants to go to MATC Madison for like some type of um, engineering program or something like that. Nice. Um, and he said he recognized what he did wrong. Um, but, you know, I think they kind of mentioned, too, that a lot of the people um, come to Madison because I heard that to work in there. A lot of people come from Chicago. Mm. Then they said when people came, they brought a lot of gangs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So they uh, also mentioned, too, that um, if it's unaddressed, childhood trauma can weaken um, developing the development of the brain. And I think I remember uh, Iyala Van Zant saying that to somebody, whatever happened to them. I think they were like 10 or 12. And it was, he was 13. It was um, Keisha Cole's sister's husband. Mm-hmm. And whatever happened to him, I forget. But he was like crying in her arms. And she was like, wow. you're really still a 13-year-old boy talking to me right now. And he just it kind of like clicked to him where he was like, oh, my God, like that's interesting. Um my next question for y'all so i know they try to say like people that are on pills and heroin and any type of drug like that now they're trying to look at it as um like a disease do y'all think people that commit crimes such as maybe teens or young people or any age that should be looked at something like a disease because it says madison and dane county are following larger cities to create a public health response to violence backed by science that says violence is a disease incurable i think that was an interesting statement Um. 
I would say no. Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really I'm really having a hard time kind of picking. I want to say no because it again if you sit down and talk to some of these kids and figure out where these things are coming from, and they're willing to accept the help, then maybe things can turn around for them. But if you sit down and talk to a kid and they're like, no, this is what I want to do. This is how I am, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Then they just want to do that. You know, some some kids, they feel they have no option at the at the at some point, you know, so they do it because they don't have another choice. I don't I don't think that it's incurable. I, I mean, I think and this is something I know for a fact, people get into the jail system and they get so used to that lifestyle that they keep going back because they're used yeah. to someone telling them when to eat, telling them when to sleep. They <laughs> like that organization of life. Right. And even um, now, my mom, she is, you know, an officer, correctional officer. And she's, you know, she hasn't been there a while. And she's just like, they get tablets. They, they like, these <laughs> inmates get tablets. And, and right. And it's funny because a lot of people are like, how are these inmates on... Um, on the internet and it's like that makes it all makes sense now they're giving tablets and computers and email access and all this type of stuff so of course they're gonna upload a in my feelings challenge yeah. like i'm done with you it's i a, seen uh, one that's why i said it it's a um it was i think an old documentary <laughs> i watched it was a dude that said that he was older to an older white male and he did something it was it wasn't a huge crime but it was a crime in itself and i mm-hmm. think he had a record and he committed it because he said that life living in jail was cheaper living exactly. regularly he's like i got cable like he wrote a letter to i think the governor of the state like I, I got cable i got health insurance you know i got heat like it ain't it's i have a great living environment here versus being out here and not being able to cure myself i think he has some type of disease so i thought that that part was interesting but i agree um while lassie was speaking at one point i wanted to uh, uh highlight what she said was uh, I don't think it's a disease. You can get addicted to the life of crime. Um, right. But I think it's just a lack of these these kids and people are just being deprived of no resources. Um, and mm-hmm. when you have a lack thereof, what you do, you got to go out and, and still kill, destroy and get kill, what you steal. need and, and, um, and get it. So I think once. So if it is a disease, if you want to look at it that way, the cure would be to put resources and back into the community so that these people can live and survive. Um, and it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, you know, that everybody won't have all the resources that they need because some life just doesn't work that way. It's unfortunate. But if there was a way that everyone can get um, the opportunity to have a, access to great health care, education, and um, just the pursuit of happiness, period, um, I think they'll have a better life, and then we wouldn't have to worry about these articles about kids, you know, getting right. second chances. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a given. But I'm saying, is that once we're at that trauma point now, right. like, is that curable? Is that a disease? I'm, I think it is curable. It but is, is that is, is it a disease? So let me. Do y'all think that <laughs> people that are doing heroin, Percocets, crack, whatever, that consistently do it, is that a disease? Yeah, because your brain gets, is addicted to. Okay, yeah, addicted to. It. And like I said, with the life of crime, if your brain gets that, they'll release those endorphins every time you commit a crime. Then yeah, that's an addiction. Or like they um, said, the the one side of your brain stops, or your brain stops to develop at that right. age. Yeah, you get a rush for stealing trauma. something. You know what I mean? You don't even gotta it's, steal, but you like. Yeah, you I, ooh, I, steal I, I know I can right. steal that candy bar, and it's like. You know what I'm saying? Now you got you have a problem. Right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean it, it yeah. It it I guess it depends on the level that you're at. 
I guess sometimes I don't the reason why I say it wouldn't be a disease is because a lot of times I'm stealing because I'm hungry. I I can't. It's not because I got food and I I'm gonna go steal. It's just more so if I gotta eat and then I got caught and then here I am crying because I'm like making my food out. Interesting. Interesting. So geeky, are you rabbit? Yeah. So uh, stupid. Yeah, that's all I have for that. I just thought that that was an interesting topic because typically, like Lassie kind of said at the beginning, we usually see Milwaukee being the target of crime, stealing cars, right. baseline, and you know, gun violence, things Running like that. Right. So when I saw that article, I thought that was um. It's interesting, especially in Madison. I want to bring up too. Um, I was at my mom's house earlier, and they had on the news that um, the cops are doing some type of new thing on the highway, in terms of if you're speeding, um, they're gonna like take a picture of you or a video or the, get your plates, and then there will be like a sheriff up, a sheriff up the highway that'll pull you over, um, like we caught you. Did that. Wow. No, no, that was on the news today. Really? So, um, so it's a way to implement it because like on the highway right here is like. You, we see you sitting there like I'm not going to be speeding so right. I always thought like when y'all going to come up with something different but I think this is the one going towards like Miller Park and uh, State Fair so I'm sorry not to cut you off they're going to take a picture of you and so they're going to have like the little the regular gun that they use mm -hmm. uh, when you're speeding but they're already going to be like on the highway like on the bridge like the angle that I saw the cop was up there like he didn't wasn't in a car he was just standing on the bridge and just mm. targeting people gotcha. and then they're going to have your video so when you get the court you can't be like that wasn't me I wasn't speeding this is you right. and they're going to ah. have your plate yeah gotcha. Because I always, like I said, this highway right here, they'll be sitting right under the bridge. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I see you. I'm not going to speed. Like, they're, one time they were sitting, like, off a of Keefe. And I'm like, dude, you can't dive in the traffic and catch people because you're going to cause an accident. So I always thought, like, it'll be hard to kind of enforce some type of speeding violations unless there's, like, a clear highway or something. So, um, yeah, interesting. Kevin Hart versus Mike Epps. <laughs> so I know that you, both of you, are fans of comedy. And, I mean, I dibble and dabble. Um, <laughs> so I um, was scrolling on Twitter. Y'all know the shade room is messy boots. Um, so <laughs> they put up this post and it says, um, Mike Epps. Oh, they actually found some shade. They actually found some mess and put it on their page. So it's an article that says Mike Epps thinks everyone is funnier than Kevin Hart. So Mike Epps commented and said, that's not press worthy. Um, GTFOH now post that. And Kevin Hart responds and says, all I can say is that you're a sad individual. I talked to you I talked to you several times face-to-face -face in attempts to put the BS behind us. I even reached out to you like a man and tried to get to the bottom of, the, of your bitterness. When will you realize that my success has nothing to do with you or your journey? Unlike you, I want to see you win. I'm actually a fan. I'm praying for the day that you will realize that. So realize that so many of us and... Um, I don't know. I just thought it was funny because now I've seen people debate like um, that Kevin Hart makes comedy for white people. <laughs> and I was like, eh, well, eh. no, I mean, I, I don't know. I look at it like this. When Kevin Hart first came out, I really liked Kevin Hart. And then, you know, he went through that spurt where like almost every movie that came out, he was in, which nothing wrong with that. Go ahead, get your money. Because right now, Tiffany Haddish is on the same thing. But, you know, it got to the point where sometimes Kevin Hart was just, he tried so hard where it wasn't funny to me. And I was like, mm, I could have done without Kevin Hart in this, um, you know, in this movie or whatever. But, you know, from a comedy standpoint, I just wanted to get y'all thoughts on how y'all feel about, you know, one, who you think is funnier, which I think I already know what Reese going to say. But, and... <laughs> And do you think that what they're saying is true about Kevin Hart as far as him making comedy for white people? Um, 
if that question makes sense. That makes sense. Kevin Hart's stand-up is not like a Mike Epps stand-up or a um, D-Ray stand-up. Kevin Hart's stand-ups to me are storytelling, but funny. Mm-hmm. Funny storytelling. That's what it is. Okay. It's mostly it's about his family, about right. something that he's been through. His but daughter. Yeah. Kicking when, people off the bed. Right. When you, when you watch Mike, we listen to Mike Epps. It, it's it's him, it's him, but it's like in you can tell his bits uh-huh. if that makes sense. Like it's bits. Like he's doing a bit, and there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying that that's foul or anything like that. I'm saying you could, that's the comedy I'm used to. That's how I grew up on the Comic View with the uh, Steve Harvey's and all that stuff. That's what I grew up on. Whereas now when um, Kevin Hart is in this new realm and doing arenas and stuff like that. It's it's a little different because now you you have a, a whole range of audience. Um, so I wouldn't say it catered to one sp- a specific demographic. Uh-huh. Uh, he just he has to do a wide range of stuff, and the best way he do it is through storytelling and, and, and keeping it comedy wise. I like I like movie Kevin Hart more than stand up Kevin Hart. I still I still watch uh, uh, Kevin stand up Kevin Hart. Um, but I wouldn't go to like a movie theater and buy it or buy his DVD. I'll just wait till it come on TV. <laughs> um, and then sh- I saw that sh- FX. Yeah, and I saw that Shade Room post. And um, at first, I thought it was. I thought they were both being. I thought it was comical because I know Nick Cannon um, was in oh, there yeah. as well too. I didn't. <laughs> Mike Epps got on him too. Right, and I, and I thought you know it was kind of it was like Shade Room. I thought it was kind of shady because he just it just came out the blue like he don't think we we know that already. We knew that. Mike Epps had didn't you know feel that he was funny, but then he was on the uh, Hollywood Family, the show that Kevin Hart had on BET, and um, he was on that show, and I thought everything was patched up. So I don't know, but uh, I, I'll, I'll turn it over to Risa because she she knows more about comedy than I would. It's funny because I actually saw it before the Shade Room posted it because you know when you follow two people to comment show, and I was like, oop. <laughs> and then I think the Shade Room posted it like a day later or something. I was like, oh. so he said something first. So just the post itself. So it was a picture of Eddie Murphy and um, Mike Epps for whatever movie they're working on, and like uh, you know this is the goat. Whatever Mike Epps said, and then um, uh, somebody, a random fan commented and said um, Eddie Murphy is funnier than Kevin, funnier than Kevin Hart, and then that's when Mike Epps said, well everybody is. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so that's where the issue came in. Got you. For me, I think all comedy is storytelling because you could relate it to whatever it is. I agree. Um, Kevin may just target his daughter, his specific family. I think, I didn't finish it, but just reading Mike Epps' book or just specific people like Martin, you could tell that a lot of them come from different people in their lives. Or Tyler Perry said certain, the Medea comes from a, a realm of the women in his lives. Like, I think it's all storytelling. I think that Mike Epps, for me, like you said, I, but I grew up on more so Def Comedy Jam, which is real raunchy, it's real nasty, it's real in your face. And that's what I like personally. Um, when Kevin Hart first came out, he wasn't, um, I guess he was kind of storytelling. I, I like what he did on his younger days in Def Jam. Oh. I like what he does now, but I honestly haven't really watched any of his new stand-up. Um, I really like him in some movies or most of his movies. He's very funny. Um, I just think he has that movie funny look or whatever. Um, as far as Mike Epps, as y'all know, I love him. I think he's <laughs> in my top because I like the comedy where you can just come out and smile and make me laugh. Like he could just right. smile for 10 minutes and I'll probably just start laughing because he's just goofy. I just like goofy comedy. Um, you know something stupid finna come out his mouth. Right. <laughs> love him in movies. I like the honest, like straight up in your face. Like you probably shouldn't say it, but you saying it because that's what you do. I even remember Kevin Hart on Oprah's next chapter and she asked him what's something that he will not touch. And he said politics. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it was like um, 
uh, I can't remember what else he said, but I know politics. So I know certain things he won't touch for specific reasons because I know I feel like he knows that he has a more diverse crowd. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I like them both. I'm not going to knock both what they do. Um, somebody did mention, I think in the comments, like you said, somebody was like, um, what if Mike Epps was really just playing? And then Kevin just took it to a whole nother level. Right. Um, because like you said, they did, like Kevin said, we talked about this before. Um, yeah, I mean, opinions. I've seen a lot of different opinions about it, but I mean, Mike Epps is my guy. Kevin is my guy, but Mike Epps is just who I would probably go to see live at a stand-up. Some people complain and say that he mentions the same jokes, which is whatever. I know sometimes he does, but a lot of comedians do, which is why they don't allow phones in there anymore so that you can post it and people be like, oh, I heard that already. Like, shut up. I ain't do it in that city. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. <laughs> which is the issue. But uh, it was something else I was going to say too, but um, other than that, yeah, they're they're both cool. It's just it was it got kind of sticky. Oh, I was gonna ask you guys, does that matter? Um, people got more into the whole. Well, Kevin Hart, what he ended with, well, I sell seats. I, you know, I, I make money. That that that's the thing. Like, does that trump who's funnier? No, not to me. Mm-mm. Well, who make me laugh more? And that's that's how I would juggle it. I'm not gonna say Kevin Hart's funnier because he's been in 15 movies and has five right. stand-ups. If I can watch Mike Epps and you know crack right. up and you know right. I can still laugh at those jokes days after seeing him, then that would make him funnier to me. You know, I mean, yeah, I can always watch these movies with Kevin Hart, but I'm only gonna laugh while I'm watching them. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it could be. I don't think it should be based off accolades yeah i loved him and what's that movie that you love the wedding ringer mm-hmm. oh about last night see that yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> hilarious anyway go ahead yeah, like bam bam oh no he was the bam bam or was, who was he at the end when he was at the costume party he was uh, uh, uh channing tatum yeah <laughs> he was channing tatum? I, thought he was, yeah. I thought he had a uh the little bat on his uh, i don't know uh it's been a minute since i've seen it um that movie made me mad um, i should watch that too she got a key that, she got don't get a key that fast anyway um uh, it was a jordan and it turned into a key, right into yeah. a key and then that dog um but anyway no um mm. it's uh, copy subjective like you gonna yeah. you gonna say who's your right. goat if you want to look at it like in a uh number critical way technically kevin hart would be funnier because he has a, a wider audience to be but if you look at it like if you put them hand to hand i think i think mike epps <laughs> would give it to kevin hart like just because like you said he's a little Com- bit more raunchier comedy um, yeah. he's those. a little bit more physical well kevin hart's physical too but um but like you said like his mannerisms can make you just laugh like for no reason kevin hart he'd be trying sometimes and he'd be, he'd yeah. be like you know he does them little, them little voices that he'd be doing like, oh my god okay oh my god you yeah know, it's kind of like okay <laughs> all right you know, <laughs> and that I mean? gets to a certain point. You'd be like, "All right, move to the next up." Right, right, yeah. right. And that, the last stand-up that I watched, he did the whole—I don't know if you—I forgot the name of it—but he had the whole little movie scene with him and Holly Berry. He was like a secret yeah. agent, and then he got the, um, then he got the little Philly stage in the background, and like it was funny. But the whole thing, like I said, it was talking about it. it just talked about his family. It didn't go into anything else. But a Mike Epps, he would talk about his family, talk about his girlfriend, and he'll go into talk about Barack Obama, or he'll talk about how you know X, Y, and Z. And that's why I'm like, okay, I get more variety as far. As, okay, we know your we know your daughter's funny. They waited yeah. that long for yeah. Part. So yeah, I think um, my last thing about this, I seen Mike Epps is actually going over to the UK to do some shows, mm-hmm. and I think he said it was his first time doing that. So I think he's starting to appeal. Um, to different crowds right. and i'm curious to see 
like you know when they post videos i'm curious mm-hmm. to see the reactions that he gets right. and like even when we were in south africa like the one of the guys was mentioning people that aren't even considered like top comedians he's like mm-hmm. oh i love Corey holcomb i'm like oh you like you know all these people right so i think you know like you said it's very subjective it's just what people latch, latch on to right. and if you have friendly family friendly topics i think that's easier to to have yeah. a grasp to as far as comedy. I can put you on Good Morning Good Morning America or Yeah. You know I, I like seeing Mike Epps on that when he was promoting his book. He looked real nice with his little glasses. I gotta finish it, but he has an interesting story. I got like five books I gotta finish. I'll be all over the place. <laughs> anyway, I'm reading his book, Jennifer Lewis book. I still gotta finish Gabrielle Union book. I'm like all over the place. <laughs> but um I want to ask you guys this too, because I was uh, fixing one of my braids the other day and I <laughs> found myself on Hulu when I was watching um it takes two with Mary Kate Nashley. Like I don't know, and it just brought back all these memories. And I really love that movie. And I'm like, that little lady was a witch. The dude that her, the lady that his, her dad was about to marry. But anyway, I just want to ask you guys just real quick. Like, what's some of y'all favorite like just childhood movies where you know if you put it on, you're like, oh, I remember that. Like at work, I was watching The Mask, and I remember me and my brother used to always watch that. Like, oh, I remember that part. Oh, I remember that. Like, I think it's cute. But it's fun. Definitely uh, Parent Trap. Now, yeah, as you said, yep, it takes yep, two. Yep. Definitely mm-hmm. Parent Trap. Um, loved, loved Lindsay Lohan. Um, it's fun because my sister's ten, so it's a lot of the stuff that we saw she didn't see. So I can go back and watch and show her. Like, have you seen Good Burger? We're gonna watch Good mm-hmm. Burger. You know, Good Burger. And that, my too. favorite scene is when what they did were she in the, say, uh, the nursing home. I'm, you know, it's I'm boring. Disrespectful. They was dancing. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Georgia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> ah, yeah. the fun. Ah, yeah, man. the fun do. Yeah, well, yeah. I can't think. Of, that's I feel bad. I'm, not George. I think George Queen. Anyway, um, like that whole scene, and it was just getting in. They was getting it. Yeah, <laughs> Remember that funny. crazy girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang! I'm telling you, George Clinton. George Clinton. George Clinton. Yeah, George Clinton. And it, it was just cut. That was a cool scene. Uh, and then the uh, the orange tape, orange Nickelodeon tapes. Yep. You know. Rugrats movie, Rugrats. Yeah. Um, Even the cases, like I, when I thought of it takes two, I think I had that on tape. But the, remember, the cases itself used to be big as heck. Yeah. I remember going to Blockbuster, yep. like, and they had the whole shelf of Mary Kay and Ashley movies, and I'd be like, "Which one did <laughs> I see?" Like, I used to love when they went to New York. I used to love all their little movies. Yeah. Like, oh my goodness, it's like, so funny. I had YouTube because I had their little like um, their videos where they had like parties and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And I show my boyfriend one of the videos, and he's like, what is this? What is this world of Mary-Kate and Ashley that I know nothing about? Uh, and I'm like, hilarious. this was my life. Like, yeah. I had all of their tapes when I was younger. Yeah, they went to Paris. I used to love all that. Yes, man, Passport I mean, to Paris. Yeah, yes. Disney, yes. Disney had the game on live. Yeah, man, them, them were, like, really the good days. Because I don't really hear and much about Claudia. Disney. Maybe I don't pay attention, but I don't really hear much, like, of that so Raven type. Uh, I was going to say, even the Disney original movies back in the day. Were, yep. Were color, the Color of Friendship. Xenon was my movie. I like yeah. Sims yeah. Color of Friendship. I, I would color. get to the end and I'd be like, blah. But it's think. funny because now, now being in South Africa, it was around that time of apartheid during that time. Uh, what else was uh? Hocus Pocus was a Hocus good movie. Pocus, Halloween Town, not two, but yeah, one. Oh my God, yeah, yes, Halloween that. Town. I didn't like Halloween that Town series at first, and then I think I watched it. Yeah, one Halloween day. Town too, wasn't that? Up, up and away um, with the the dude from. Uh, the Temptations. I can't think of his name. But, oh, Blank Man. Are you talking about David Allen Greer? But not David Allen Greer. Blank Man is Damon. Damon it was Wayans. it David Allen Greer? You know, up up and away. You know what I'm talking about, right? The Black Family of Superheroes. Oh, I think and that it, is David Allen Greer because Blank Man no, was actually nah, Damon Wayans. The dude I'm thinking of is uh, Robert Townsend. Yeah, I think that's who I'm t- thinking of. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Movies, man. I can't even. It's so many good movies we had back then. 
I honestly don't think it's fair to the children, the children of today, because <laughs> so put a tape in Disney, <laughs> Disney don't Disney don't do that many original movies anymore. They don't. They really don't. Um, Maybe we can change that. Why be a movie? Right. You know they don't do as many as they used to do, and then like you said, the shows. I know you know Raven Dude. got redid. That's Robert Thompson. Yeah. Okay, you're right. Um, I know that. Um, you know, what was I saying? Disney movies don't not original oh, no more. No, I'm saying Raven got a reboot, but I haven't watched. Is that still it. on? Um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. really. I think I watched a couple when it first. She's started. a single mom. I know what it is. I just didn't <laughs> go back to. Like, it didn't. It didn't because I think I when I used to watch it like. <laughs> and Chelsea is single mom. Yeah. Like, huh? I thought like it Fuller was, House. I thought it was good, but I just didn't. I I think I don't know what it is about this era, but if it doesn't stick, it just doesn't stick. I agree because even too hard. I tried to watch Fuller House and I was like, it's not. I get that y'all wanted to do this, but Topanga. to me, it yeah, just, I didn't even watch that. It didn't. It didn't stick for me. If they're trying to make it like this generation. Like they're like, okay, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, okay to have single family, and I get it. I get have, it. No, you can't have Fuller House without no. Mary Kay Nashley. Exactly. Yeah. You can't. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like no, you can't. They didn't want to do it, so mm-hmm. <laughs> right. So everybody yeah. used to get Selma or Selma with Journey Smollett. Like that's my movie. Oh my god, I love that movie. I, I think I got that twice. My mom was like, "Why you keep getting the same movie?" I was like, "I didn't finish." <laughs> Man, used to be you know, singing the songs in the car with my uh, my right. auntie and my brother. They had a uh, what's his name? Pinky played MLK. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that movie? Corners, hit my yak. Yeah. <laughs> Selma or Selma? Yep. yep. I remember I used to get. That. I got it like three times in a row. She's like, "You ain't gonna watch nothing else." Mm-mm. Rewind. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna keep it another week that's another five dollars but you know it's funny like i could see how ancient those times were but i think that that's so important for this day and age like if we had somewhere just a trip to blockbuster itself was yeah where should we go like nostalgic what if they you know it'd be so crazy if they have like blockbuster as a museum like this back in the day right like that's hilarious in the year 2055 like yeah like wow the thing about blockbuster is like you if you went to a specific one you always remember your route like how you went around the store you went around this way and like what oh they got that movie I like Blockbuster more than Hollywood videos. Yeah, I don't think I don't think we went there a couple times. That's crazy. Blockbuster. You go up to a place to rent tapes and it's all online. It was cool because like the, the I would know the people that be up there and they were like, Hey, you watch this movie? Right. Oh, yeah, you return this movie, Remember you got this games, movie. Like, you can get games, started getting games and stuff like that too. So, so yeah, yeah. Even the games back then were fun. Yeah. I just think uh, we grew up in a in a nice cusp of time. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. It was yeah. Yeah. It was like everything was was at that time what it is now but a little bit more simpler if that makes sense yeah simpler times yeah a little yeah bit more simpler. Like, it's, it's like it, it it requires more action as far as getting in the car going to blockbuster but it was just simple but that but you know you remember those times right like, you remember those times you might stop back and get a little ice cream a little dairy queen or something like that. <laughs> right now you can order to stream the movie on your phone it was an uber eats me a uh, ice cream sundae right. and uh, i'm gonna watch some netflix pretty much even the yeah. commercials remember the rain pop commercials and the or the even the toy commercials back then it was mm-hmm. so cheesy toys are rest clothes yeah. yeah yeah that's sad anyway who had this little topic here what's that let's wrap him up what do you all like about dating and dislike about <coughs> oh dating? yeah yeah i was watching um on youtube sometimes I just let it scroll mm. And um, the talk came on. They were talking about. They actually were talking about having relations on the first night that you meet somebody. Is it okay now? And they were talking about having wow. um, men are kind of being a little bit more resistant now to make the first move because of the Me Too movement. But I thought about just dating. Period. Like, what are some of the things like when you are in the dating mood or, or you are in that dating phase? Like, what are some of the things you actually like about it? Because sometimes dating can be. 
Um, I guess just generally speaking. Yeah. Um, what I like is just the newness of it. Like, if you don't know somebody, it's just fun to go out and meet people. Just have, just generally just have a good time. Just get to know people. Because I just like talking to people generally. So I think that's the fun part about it. But just getting to know somebody new, that's the part that yeah. kind of sucks. Um, it kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah gotta get to know people then you gotta have that you gotta have your hair like this and then <laughs> next to me oh that sounds good and you're like um go ahead lastly what about you i agree i like talking to people i like learning about new people um because it's it, you know it's fun you know this isn't someone right. that you've had in your life you know as long as you've known your friends or some of your family blah 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 so it's nice because you get this whole new person who is this way and they eat this way and they do things this way in their family and this is how they celebrate holidays and you like really and then like Reese said on the flip side the same thing is a dislike because you never really know if i'm not gonna say you never really know but sometimes it's it gets to a point sometimes with some people where it's like ooh, you know you you kind of see red flags or right kind of like Here like Reese said you got your head up like mm, yeah, what we got going on around here so um have you ever dated someone Dated someone previously and they told you a certain way, and then you dated someone new and they told you the exact opposite. Have you ever gotten that before? Like I say, think everyone I've dated has been opposite. <laughs> really? I mean, uh, I have with told the you. exception of a few, some of them have been the same. But no, I'm talking <laughs> about about you. Like they will say, like, "Oh, you're, you know, you're you're laid back," and then oh no, I always get cool and laid back. Okay. that's why okay. I think it it was harder for me to date because a lot of people saw me as cool and laid back, mm. and that wasn't you know they saw me as the homie instead of a girlfriend so mm. i, I think i'm that. just mysterious <laughs> but i like it that way <laughs> next question Cryptic. just kidding <laughs> uh, what about you melandre yeah um what do you like and dislike i, I like the same thing you uh you both mm-hmm. said that you know meeting <laughs> new people, crazy. um crazy. creating conversation um and Roger, social media stalker y'all social media stalker no uh i i, I try to stay away from that because I, <laughs> I try to stay away from that. i don't even know what you said i try to stay away from that because i now i get a chance to see what you say and then if i do go on social media i want to see if you can back it up or you know i like social being around you and your fun. friends and um and it's fun to see how your friends react mm-hmm. um when they when they're around you um, yeah, chili for foolishness. Yeah, oh yeah, I am a chili for foolishness. Uh, I think I we know. all are. Yeah. All three yeah. of us. I yeah. mean. Real quick, yeah, let I me let me bring off this anon real quick. It's not ring it's not off. too deep. Um, I saw it online and I thought it was funny. It says, "How do you tell a stage five clinger that it is time for him or her to go home without hurting his or her feelings? It has been two days." Oh yes. no, <laughs> <laughs> ain't no bit nice. <laughs> stage five clinger. Nice for what? Uh, so like what do you what do you say um like you at home they just won't go you know i think it's time for you to go you've been here for a couple days <laughs> you know you don't want to go okay. home and shower in your own shower you know oh, yeah um you need more clothes you keep you, you know you still got the same clothes from two days ago stage five <laughs> oh man maybe i don't know why nice he's like i'm leaving <laughs> oh, right. you can stay no i i've had that's somebody. my second option Fake leave my house. Fake leave. Yeah, I had somebody call. Wait, what somebody said, be like, "What you finna do?" <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't know, man. Start Putin and stuff in the house. Start being nasty. <laughs> They're like, "Ooh, I'm Putin." <laughs> 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 what Damon doing? Uh, white chicks? Oh my god! <laughs> and he was like, mm. "Y'all finna kill me because I'm about to start." Ooh, I like that. You so natural. 
was done. Pretty much. That's probably what's going on. What that episode of um Jamie Foxx show? Like Jamie went out with Fancy. Oh yeah, they, I think they living together or something like that. No, I think he was. Was he? Whatever it was, she dressed up all ugly or whatever. It yeah, was. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. I remember that. I remember yeah. that. I know somehow. I know exactly what somehow. Was that at her house? It was not. Was it when she tried to when the people came to the hotel and they were like she? They were like, oh, you only get in this contract because you're cute. Uh, and yeah. then they did the thing and what she dressed up and she was like, well, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Nah, what would you, what would you do? Um, we're gonna have to do see it depends on the vibes that I get from the person. Like if they just annoying you would have been gone. First okay. But okay. I think yeah. that you could you can you can take a couple of routes. You can take the okay, so what you finna do? Or you can take like the last he said, um, it's time for you to go. I'm, <laughs> I don't like overstaying my welcome. Yeah, I that's what I don't understand right. too. People when you say know. stage five, that sounds bad. People so, know yeah. when they're overstaying their welcome. Yeah, but I think some yeah, people, man. some people too, in this case, from what I'm understanding, they may try to, you know, overstep their boundaries because they don't think you're going to say something. I got to respect people's times. That's the inside joke. Um, Hilarious. They'll, Reclaiming they'll, my they'll, time. They'll, they'll know. If they listen to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So respect your time. Um, that's funny. Ooh, she's not me. listening. Um, shout out to a listener. Um, back to our original, con- or not, one of one of our <laughs> conversations <laughs> about um, the Madison and uh, trauma and is it a disease? A disease, um, no disease. They just need to change their lifestyle. Ah, agreed. Well, interesting. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Anything else, guys? That's it. Yeah, That's nice it. conversation today. That's fine. I'm full. Shout out to my little sister making salmon croquettes for the first time. Shout out <laughs> to Maya. She out here cooking. Salmon croquettes. Like a woman. Stay in the kitchen. There you go. How does she ten? Ten. Yeah. Perfect age to start doing so. Yeah. Any shout outs on your end? Oh, and uh, shout out to her too. Her birthday is on Thursday. She'll be eleven. Wow. That should have been your first shout out. <laughs> right. I thought, was sandwich. Right. I thought it was her birthday, low key. You're right. Train, like, train up a child the who's, way she should be. Who said, oh, yeah, she makes sandwiches and she's 11. Uh, <laughs> Lockley, any shout outs? No, she's, she's smart. <laughs> good. Yeah. You funny. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, episode 44, right? Lots of some, sure right. some cost drops. Um, as always, I am Reese Berry. That's R E E S E B R A. Four Wise is Twitter, Tumblr, Snapchat, and Instagram. Lassie. I'm Lassie at Lola Baby on Snapchat, B A Y B E E, and on Instagram and Twitter at Lacrim Lola. And it's Moanje. Thank y'all so much for tuning in. See you guys next week. Peace. Oh, yeah, and tune into our podcast. Uh, YBO Podcast, MKE.com is our website. Go there. Bye. <laughs>